Okay. Uh, right before we started, Jordan said we had to toss it, but luckily we had a spare. Now, I don't know the context, so I'll just leave it at that. I'll just start the episode there, and the audience can just try to figure out what was happening in the green room. David knows. Yeah. They don't call it the green room for nothing. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Graphics, motion graphics, After Effects. We upgraded our done video intro, folks. So if you were watching it with eyeballs while you're trying to listen, then like you just saw something brand new. Well, kind of brand new. I mean, it's the same good old classic theme song. Bring you back to Mayberry. You love it. How long have we had the theme song, David? Um, man, what seven, eight years? Nine. Oh. Damn. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. A while. Time to call the composer. Time to do a redo. Radio City Music Hall. David Live in Concert. Go now to Ticketmaster.com forward slash nonstop. <laughs> podcast within a podcast within a podcast within a podcast in a real place. Somebody do that. Podcast. Huh? That's like a Rick and Morty plot line or something. Which is a science fiction cartoon. Look it up if you don't know. We don't have time for it. Guys, I want to talk about... Uh, well, actually... It's like a phenomenon, but in real life, not a science fiction TV phenomenon, but like a real phenomenon. And you can tell me if you witnessed this or not. So uh, let's talk about sold out empty theaters. Have you guys ever Googled sold out empty theaters? No. No. Okay, good. It doesn't lead you to porn, unfortunately. Folks, we're getting excited. They're like <laughs> Pornhub slash empty theater. No, no. It's this phenomenon where you go to buy a movie ticket and the guy goes, you know, all those seats are sold out. Uh, you're going to have to sit up front. You look at the screen because they got screens now, David. Do you know this? It's all digital. A oh, touch geez, screen geez, your... uh, Yeah. It shows you if you're late to a movie, and you know this because all of the seats are taken. And then you turn to the other person and be like, see? Who comes late to a movie and to the snack counter? No time for cheese on the nachos. But I call them the Nake Breakers. The Nake Nake Breakers? No. Neck the Neck Breakers. breakers. <laughs> you break your neck. Dyslexia runs in the family. Somebody give me a carton of milk. Okay, so, yeah, you will break your neck if you get stuck sitting in the front seat, even though the seats recline. This is one of those theaters you can buy, like, food. Like, oh, you want a chicken sandwich? And you can, yeah. like, hit a button and the seat kind of reclines. However, you still feel horrible. Like, you got, like, a really bad massage before and after going to the theater, like a double whammy. Like, you went to get a second massage to fix the first massage, but it all sucks. <laughs> it kind of ruins the movie experience because, it's like, Oh yeah, those really are jingle balls, you know? Because like it was like it bends the dimensions of the actors on the screen, so you kind of feel like you're looking at them like upskirt or like mm-hmm. up the pant leg the whole movie. We watched a movie with Santa Claus in it. Get over it. I didn't tell him to hang his balls everywhere. That's just what happens on Christmas, especially at David's house. I've been to your Christmas with your eggnog, David. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we we got a we got like a seasonal movie to talk about later so if you're not listening during the season 
I'm sure there's going to be entertaining stuff that have nothing to do with Christmas, so keep listening. Merry old jolly episodes here. Binge Watchers Podcast, if you're watching the video in the beginning, you know what you're watching. Um, could be Johnny Rants all night. Johnny Rantington. Um, Mad Morgan is not in the new Willow show because obviously Val Kilmer was sick, and then they couldn't figure out how to shoot him out during COVID as his character, beloved from the Willow movie. Basically, He's a full-size swordsman that helps the tiny wizard go on a quest. And then he, like, falls in love with an evil princess. Evil princess decides she likes him, too. We almost watched this movie. We did, like, a, like a few months ago, we did a series of fantasy movies. This almost made the list. Will is a classic. And it's by Ron Howard. You should take a look at it. Anyway, so when the princess says, I don't want to be so bad anymore because I love you, too, then they got to fight the mom, who's, like, the sorceress, the bad, bad person of the movie. But I was thinking, like, you know... All the new fantasy shows use a certain degree of CGI, right? right. So they could have gone to Velcomer's house, put him on the front lawn, and just said, pretend to swing your sword at a dragon that's not there, and then the Fantastic Beasties would come in later, you know? Because surely the show is going to use CGI. If you happen to watch, like, two episodes dropped, they, yeah, the CGI. So, you know, if you can make a shadow fly around, you can't put Velcomer in, like, you know, the corner of a castle. Like, oh, there's Mad Morgan right there. He's waving at us. For some reason, he's not going on the quest, but he's just there. You know what I mean? Or like when they kick the dad off that one show. What's that show about? The Oh, Goldbergs. When they kick the dad off, they just have like this creepy like. Oh, God. Yeah. Have you seen this animation? <laughs> I, I, I watch that show regularly and it was awkward. You'll have to Google it. Like it looks scary. It's like that Disney, you know how they phase the actors younger or whatever. But this is like, mm-hmm. no, the so actor's it. no longer on the show. So like, let's just crop him into like scenes. And so he just kind of lurches around like this. Interesting. Yeah, they, they, His eyes never really lift up. He's just like. Well, before that, they were doing like really lo-fi techniques, where it was just a lot of behind-the-scenes shot, and like they'd use audio from older episodes with like a stand-in or something. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it if you want to save money, and also make it look like oh, there is a human there. They, but the, but for some reason, like the dad doesn't drop any more pearls of wisdom at dinner time anymore. We're like, oh no, it's like lobotomized over over mashed potatoes or something. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Did anybody read the notes? I can't even read my scribbles. Oh, we watched a movie called Violent Night, and it already might have a sequel, Greenlit, question mark. Mm-hmm. I just realized now I didn't even finish the, th- the theater story. I was asking you guys if you've ever been to a theater and you like the empty I've chairs. Had a few, I've had a few neckbreaker experiences yeah. because of that, yeah. Well, and speaking about this movie, maybe getting a sequel already. So when I picked the seat and then went into the theater to watch this movie that we're about to talk about, um, a lot of seats were empty. I was like, no, surely not. Surely not. <laughs> like when dude tells you that all these seats are taken and there's like five seats left in the theater, you go, oh, packed house. This is going to suck. There was no one there. So then I'm like, oh, it's got to be a phenomenon, right? So yeah, run to Google if you type in sold out empty theater. It's usually a bunch of articles about how Miss Marvel's had sold out theaters all across the country and then like um or Captain Marvel, whatever, one of the Marvels. Uh the theaters were empty. And there's also an old an older report when Forrest Gump was competing with another movie, and then like Forrest Gump somehow managed to get another million dollars after opening weekend after the other movie were oh, it was Lion King. Hmm. Lion King reported twenty three million, and then like five hours later, Forrest Gump's like twenty four million. Could be honest. Could be scandalous movie business. Who knows? Oh, see, I thought it was like one of those things where, like, I think, uh, 
like the third Crocodile Dundee was like the number one movie in America only because people were buying tickets to that to go see like the more popular R-rated movie at the time. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean like, oh, how kids. Yeah, kids used to buy the the PG tickets to see the R-rated movie, right? Classic yeah. maneuver. But that was with a group of kids that loved movies. Now the new thing is like the challenge of getting kicked out of a movie theater. That's the new, that's the new game. Hmm. Like Ugh. intentionally get yourself kicked out of a movie theater with your friends. And then call your other friends who aren't there to tell them, hey, guys, guess what just happened? TikTok movie theater challenge. You going to do it, Dave? You going to get pressured in to get yourself kicked out of a movie theater? Uh, Like, what are you running upstairs? Go the other way. He's going to kill you. That kind of stuff. I got kicked out over the summer doing being a gentleman, I guess. Oh, Dave. Wait. wait. Not real. What? No, that was a joke. You don't remember that phenomenon over the summer where all the TikTokers were dressing up in fancy attire to go see the Minions movie? No. Yeah, this was like a thing over the summer. <laughs> gentle minions. It was, yeah, it was like hashtag gentle minions. Um, the trailer dropped for Indiana Jones 5, which is also affectionately known. Well, the real title is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, so <laughs> I think like Harrison Ford and like a lot of fans like didn't like the aliens in part four. But this one is time travel, supposedly. So they're not rearing too far off the track to return it to just, like, action-adventure, you know? Jungle adventures or... Uh, they're still fighting the Nazis. This will be, like, the... Literally, what? The... Third time out of five movies? Third go-around. Let's see. Original movie, Nazis. Then he fought Nazis again in the, the fourth movie, right? Yeah, so this will be the third. The, the third... Well, the third one, because it was... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You're one, the one with the dad. Last Crusade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is still the best movie, I think. What? That's my favorite. I don't know. You don't like the one with Sean Connery? Indiana's dead? We named the dog Indiana. No, I did like that one. Uh, The Last Crusade is the good one. I forgot. The the one with the aliens is where they lost me, and I'm just like, I can't. I'm I'm in a weird camp. I actually didn't mind that movie. Like, there have always been, like, campy uh, throwbacks to old 50s, 30s movies, so, like, I never understood why people hated that movie as much as they Hmm. did. I got to revisit it. I'll give it another shot. I, I mean, look, I, it, I'm not saying it was a great movie, but like the movies were always supposed to be like B movies with a big budget. And that's what that movie was. It was just a sci-fi era. fifties type movie for that one. Yeah. Uh, tonight's movie is violent night. Some baddies try to heist a, a mansion on Christmas Eve. And then Santa shows up and he's going to punish the naughty. And then Mr. Scrooge is like, I got to end Christmas forever. Played by John Leguizamo and David Harbour as Santa Claus. What do you know about this movie, David? Talking about another David. David. All right. Let me pull up what facts I could pull for this guy. Uh, Well, you know who's in the movie. You could be like, you might know David Harbour from Stranger Things. Now he's playing Santa. Also, (laughs) did you pay attention to the Santa mythology in this movie? I did. Then did you look up the mythology? And maybe drop some trivia about the mythology? Or did you ignore that whole fact altogether? I ignored that bit. Just went for. Some <laughs> you went along with what they, they say during the movie like seventeen I, times. Well, because I figured we're going to be talking about it anyways. Um, what? I said I figured we'd be talking about that aspect within the review, anyways. Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so this is like a, there's. I mean, literally, lot. if you Google Viking Santa Claus, then it'll literally tell you who in Viking mythology is considered their version of Santa Claus. Hmm. Like, you know how Google shows you four questions, did you mean, and then it has, like, a couple drop-down buttons? So, literally, David could have taken a mouse like this and scrolled down 
Can't do it. He's that dangerous. He just can't do it. <laughs> I guess that interested you a lot more than it did me. Oh. Uh, it's well, one of the anyway. main points of the movie. How often have you seen a Viking Santa Claus on screen? Never, from my recollection. This is true. Yeah, he yeah. uses that hammer pretty pretty well. So. Whoa, whoa. Spoilers. No. Um, well, anyways, uh, what I did find out for you was uh, this he is... He found the manufacturer of said hammer, and he's going to deliver us the news. Uh, well, this like is Ace, like a, Ace Hardware. Ace Hard is that our sponsor this week? No. Ace. Oh man, who knows? I don't know. We're well, we're playing a lot of uh, commercials again, so I don't I don't know. Who knows? All right, but no, no, I'm gonna talk about a Santa link. Go ahead, keep going. Anyways, well, uh, so this is like a long. Uh, there's a long history of uh, killer Santa Claus movies, including Silent Night, Deadly Night, Christmas Evil, Dial Code Santa, mm-hmm. Fat Man, and uh, the Tales from the Crypt episode, all through the house. Are you calling uh, Santa a murderer? Uh, well, in these movies, he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to write that down. I'm just jotting down my notes. Okay, Santa fine. I did, I did pull a fact from the movie that I thought was interesting. Uh, so the the actor that plays an actor in the movie refers to uh he could have like taken out all the bad guys on uh, if he was on one of the planes in 9-11 which is a reference to mark Wahlberg saying the same thing uh in an interview uh which he had had to apologize for after the fact because hmm. you know i guess mark Wahlberg would have saved the day if he was on one of those planes according hmm. to him uh and then so, he could have fed you afterwards too yeah he's got hamburgers now all right. So speaking of David Harbour, you know, from Stranger Things, uh, he said that one of his earliest memories of believing in Santa was waking up one Christmas morning and seeing a bite taken out of his cookie, like which I guess just blew his mind at the time. He's like, like that's all he needed. The proof. That's the only proof he needed that Santa was real. Um, and the idea for this movie actually came from the two writers who wrote Sonic the Hedgehog, of all things. Um, they came, they came up with the idea in high school. Apparently they had had, uh, worked on a cable access show and they'd come up with a skit where robbers were invading a home and Santa just happened to arrive at the time and took all the bad guys out. So they got to like, make that into like a full blown movie. Nice. I mean, could you have come up with this good of a, con- or, well, I'm sure we could have come up with this concept in high school, but we've seen it through. Yeah, absolutely. The, but what makes it unique again is the fact that it's a Viking Santa Claus. It is. What didn't they do? I I never saw the movie. Wasn't there a cartoon where there was like a crazy Viking Santa Claus, um, like the Guardians of something, <laughs> Rise of the Guardians? Oh, of... yeah, he's tattooed like a sailor. Yeah, it's called like the Guardians. Yeah, that's what it is. Each magical thing is like the protector of children and the planet or something or holidays. Yeah, Jack Frost is like the main character who doesn't know what he's doing and he learns. I don't know. Yeah, and Santa's there. And he learns a lesson. <laughs> Yeah, learn That's something. Uh, tonight's only message is if you want to be watching the Violent Night movie with David Harbour as a Viking Santa Claus, we have a Santa link we're going to drop into the podcast notes. It's from our friends at Fandango Voodoo. I think, is that the name of the company that's combined? Anyway, is, yeah. they still sell movie tickets, and we have some because we got like an affiliate link. So if you guys are so enticed to go watch Santa do the murders, as David just told us, then you can click the link and go buy tickets for your whole family. It's a real family affair, I, th- I think. And uh, I, I without think further so. ado, we'll jump into the bits and see if it really is a family affair. The bits. Um, bits. Some of my favorite bits. I would say the like home alone uh, booby mm. trap scene was pretty good. It had me watching through my fingertips and definitely yelling. R-rated home aloners. Yes, mm. yeah. And I was 
all, yelling all sorts of swear words through my fingers <laughs> yeah. and my mouth. Like, it was, yeah, it was great. I, uh, the gore was there, and I would say like the shed scene where Savage, I mean, Santa's like savagely just like murdering a bunch of bad people with a candy cane. I thought that was a pretty good bit. Um, lots, lots of things to like about this movie. And and the one thing I will say is that just like one of my favorite Christmas movies is Santa Claus is that there is literally no question that Santa is real. Like Santa is just real in this movie. And he's like trying to prove that he's the real Santa Claus throughout the whole thing. And I love that the, just like the true believing spirit is in this very graphic Santa Claus murder movie. So what about you, Dave? Yeah. You know, it just made me think one thing that's interesting about this movie is he's magic. Like we've seen things like him going through the chimney, but yet he could still be, he's still mortal in the sense that like, you know, one bullet to the head and Santa's out. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, the, I, I agree with you. The home alone bit specifically uh, spoiler alert. It is a new movie, but um, the, the nail through the neck or the chin, just like, I think oh, uh, yeah, the dude's I, still alive. His name is Gingerbread. Uh, He's like a big buff dude, and like, yeah. I mean, they start to recognize that the they're getting messed with by the child in a very Home Alone esque. They might even they might they, reference, they reference Home Alone it quite a few times, actually. Yeah, yeah, a couple times. So it, it it's kind of funny because it's supposed to like happen in our world because all the movie and TV references and all the celebrities they all exist. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But um, also the the other part, um, I mean, I can name a million, but like the other, just the montage of Santa taking out guys with a sledgehammer to uh, Brian Adams' Christmas song, just like the juxtaposition mm. of this jolly, jolly, like happy song <laughs> and just the carnage that Santa's taking out on these guys was just, you know, chef kiss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I uh, I saw the nail coming and it shocked oh. me anyways. I was like, it's going to go right through the chin. And I was still just like mortified, but in all of the best way. Right. Oh, um, what, what about you, John? Okay. So the beef that I have to pick with it is with John Lakeuzamo's Mr. Scrooge character. Cause I felt like, uh, he's like a paint by numbers, very like one notice, like, like yeah. DC villain. Like he, in every scene, he kept having to prove just how bad he was. Right. Now, I noticed some of that might be a little creativity. That it might have been a choice because part of it is like giving into the cliche of the Christmas spirit and all the Christmas magic and like the stuff that goes along with every every tradition or whatever that they're doing. But um, so that bothered me. But then the way he gets taken out, spoiler alert, is with the Christmas magic. And it's one of the coolest things that, yeah. that I, they could have thought of to pancake this guy. And so uh, that's my favorite part. And And then like what's funny is like, you're like, oh, you know, Santa's going to die or like, of course, Santa's going to get really hurt. And then the kids are going to have to start clapping and they're going to have to use this Christmas spirit meter is going to go up. You're not going to get me. I'm, I'm I'm talking to the screen like, well, I'm not really talking out loud, but I'm just like, you're not you're not going to get me this time. You're not going to get me. You're not going to get me. No, no. And then like you, you have your Grinch moment, right? Where your heart's like, you know, gets a little bit bigger and you're like, dang, they got me again. You know what I mean? Like, like that, uh. Christmas spirit thing like suckers you in uh, or at least the movie part of it you know yeah so I, I don't know get a little Although that part was kind of that part was kind of funny in that uh, the, the one sister you know they're going to start burning money like no 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 I'm like dude if there's really 300 million like that's a drop in the bucket like if you've seen right. how much money like how much money that really is like eh, he'll be okay 
the mom didn't even flinch. It's the old mom's money. And she's like, we'll go to the summer house. It has twice as much money in the walls. You know, <laughs> like it didn't really, didn't Honestly, really phase her. That's kind of the biggest problem. I mean, I, 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 we'll get into ratings later, but that was like one of the biggest problems is like they're the really bad guys. Like there's this set of bad guys, but they were naughty too. that whole family, except for the mom and the daughter. Um, like, where was their comeuppance? Like, where was their lump of coal? Like, they 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 needed something coming to them. They were not any. They were not angels. Well, themselves. they got tortured for ninety minutes. That doesn't count. They almost put a dude's balls in a nutcracker. That none of that counts. I guess, but I mean, like, <laughs> seems like they didn't fall through. I gotta I gotta take it to the writers, guys. You really let me down on this scene. You take out a nutcracker, and then nothing gets cracked. I mean, I was also kind of pissed, like, because, like, okay, Santa got the last best kill, but like. Spoiler alert, the mom got the last kill of the movie. I'm like, that's you kind of took that away See, from Santa. I didn't know she was leaning to the good side. I thought she was going to be the one that blew Santa away. Aww. Like, yeah. I thought she was collecting the gun for a different reason. I mean, I, I, I guess she saved the day or saved Santa. I don't know, man. I, I, I'll, I'll check it well, out. No, she, she was like a throwaway. She's like, I guess I believe, too. That's not enough. He's got like 12 bullets in him. You know, it's <laughs> like he's a little bit more spirit than that to pluck each bullet out. We're at the ratings, Dave. You've arrived there. All right. Well, Jordan, as always, ladies I first. Can, I can kick it off. Binge now. Binge always. Binge forever. Mm. I loved this. This is so entertaining to watch. The gore was totally there. Yeah, Some yeah. awesome freaking kills. And Santa was excellent. I love that he had blood on his face the entire movie. Hugs to go around. Great Christmas spirit. What about you, Dave? Um, the last hour pushed this into a binge now. I'll be honest, the first hour, this is a very unevenly paced movie. When it finally gets to the movie I was expecting, I loved it. But like, I'll be honest, the first hour was, I won't say a drag, but it was like, all right, like there was like almost an hour between kills. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, I didn't time it or anything. But it's not else. a horror movie. It's it's Die Hard with Santa Claus. Even I know, but even in Die Hard I, in the movie. Of course, but even in Die Hard, like, there's a big body count, and it's spaced out pretty evenly. I don't know. Um, but ultimately, I'm still saying binge now, because when, when the movie kicked in to what I expected, I, I loved it. Um, hmm. So, yeah, binge now. John? Yeah, all the way around, it's a binge now. Um, I, I mean, I got to reference the villain in uh, Fat Man. It's uh, Walter Goggins plays a hitman obsessed with Santa Claus and he spends the whole movie looking for the Mel Gibson Santa Claus and then like collecting toys from other people that he like forensically detects whether or not they're really made by Santa Claus. So the showdown in that movie is a little more rewarding than in this movie. But David Harbour with like his it's kind of like he merged his Hopper and Hellboy characters together and comes up with his Santa Claus. It's cool that he's got the tattoos and the, the he's got the. Odin all wheel, which is like every rune from the Viking thing happening. Um, that's where I was going with it. I thought Dave was going to mention, oh, if you look up the Viking Santa Claus, it is Odin Allfather, who's like, you know, Odin's like the top dog hmm. in the Greek myths, or, or not Greek myths. <laughs> I'm going to kill the Vikings. Norse, Norse, mythology. Norse, mythology. Norse mythology. One of the other sides of the world, still looking at the same stars. Um, yeah, and he has like an eight legged horse that pulls his sleigh instead of like, reindeer but that could easily get confused you see a dude in the sky like oh it's reindeer and but it's really just a bunch of legs on a giant horse <laughs> you know um where are we now okay uh so um it's stocking stuff month actually so like i said we have festive movies and we like to rip open these packages 
and see what we're going to review next week. Stocking stuffers. It's like basically, it used to be a neener neener, like a gag gift. It used to be like an evil Yankee swap thing, but that was before Jordan joined and we kind of changed the rules. Tried to change it up a little bit, but anyway, so, uh, you know, Johnny Slaybell's over here. I sent some stuff out to the gang and, um, who wants to do it this week? Who wants to like grab one of those at random and then tell us what we're watching next week? Uh, Jordan already has oh. something. Right. <laughs> Dave's listening for the instructions, and Jordan's like, "Ding, hit the bell." <laughs> Should I open it right now? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know which one I pulled, so. Ugh. It's like a purple gift bag. It kind of looks like wrapping paper. They actually do a really good job with their. Yeah, I hope so for four dollars a pop. Okay, got some tissue paper in there, and we are watching. Holy crap. <laughs> We're watching the 1980s version of Supergirl. Supergirl. Wow. Nice. So that's next week. Stocking stuffer. Supergirl. Thanks for joining us for the freaking violent uh, night movie. And um, as Dave said, there's a bunch of other killer Santa Claus movies you can look up. Yeah. If that's your thing. Go back and watch. Uh, I keep saying it to anybody. Uh, go go and watch the Tales from the Crypt movie from the 70s. The first segment has a killer Santa Claus. And if you can find the TV version of it, go find that online. Dang. I really like the Supergirl movie. I like that more than I like Superman 3. This will be fun. Wow. Mm. That says a lot. I liked that one. So it, I'm excited. It, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it. So uh, it'll be like watching a new movie for me. L-E-T-G-O, right? Let's sure. go. Sorry, I forgot the S. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I do need to let go. I always forget. Yeah, to David, just <laughs> sink back into your chair. Watch. I don't know. But you can't. I was going to say watch Charlie Brown Christmas, but only if you freaking have Apple TV because they bought the whole damn catalog. Bah humbug to everybody else. You got to get Apple to see that shit. Eh, I just let that lapse this month, too, so... Damn. 